What I do know is that on the last day, I did a full day of work, went out for dinner, and then came to your house and smashed out about 5,000 words in, what was that, four or five hours, something like that? I hate you. I know. Welcome to Going Pros, a podcast about hitting your head against a wall and the immense sense of relief when the wall breaks before you do. <laughs> I'm A.D. Ellicott. I'm a romance and fantasy author who's developed an inconvenient crush on one of her own characters. And I'm C.Z. Tax. I'm a sci-fi and fantasy author who would cheerfully murder my protagonist if it meant he'd stop fucking up my plot. We did the thing. Oh, we did the thing. Oh, my God. We did the thing. <laughs> we survived. We did. We lived. And uh, in case you're brand new here and don't know anything about this podcast, uh, what we mean by did the thing is we both wrote 50,000 words in November, baby. We succeeded at National Novel Writing Month. We <laughs> made it. <sighs> so how are you feeling about it, Addie? A little incredulous Mm, mm. like all of the last week of november i had this double think i had Mm. to do where simultaneously i was very sure i could get it done which i had to be otherwise i would have just given up uh but also not at all sure i could get it done Mm, uh so i just i'm almost like a baffled Mm. is that is that a normal reaction I mean, look, I don't don't think there is a a normal reaction. Uh, Sometimes you're ecstatic. Sometimes you're just relieved that it's over. Sometimes you're you're frustrated or pissy or actually, you know what? I I tell a lie. I think there is a universal reaction and that reaction is exhaustion, uh, which we are both feeling, judging by the pads under our eyes. Very exhausted. Mm. Uh, And my body is starting to fall apart. So if my voice sounds like particularly husky and alluring today, uh, that's because I am developing a cough. Yeah. You seem to be doing okay as long as you don't think about it too hard. But as soon as (laughs) As I make you laugh or as soon as you... If I'm laughing, I may just be trying to disguise a cough. Yeah, fair enough. So you can't, you won't know if you're actually funny at all. I don't think I'm going to be that funny this week. I think I'm too (laughs) tired. (laughs) Um, But yeah, look, you had uh, in particular, you had a big gap to close. Yeah, so people who were listening last week will know I started the final week with only about 20,000 words Mm -hmm. under my belt. Uh, So I had to do about 30,000 in the final week. Uh, And a good chunk of that, about 12,000, I did on the final day. Yeah, I genuinely have no memory of what I ended up doing in any part of the last week of NaNoWriMo. It's all a blur. But uh for now, I'll leave the link to our word tracker spreadsheety things up on the website so people can look at that if they want to. What I do know is that on the last day, I did a full day of work, went out for dinner, and then came to your house and smashed out about 5,000 words in, what was that, four or five hours, something like that? I hate you. I know. But hey, as the good book says, come from behind victories are a time-honored tradition of NaNoWriMo, and I'm very pleased I was able to share that tradition with you. Uh, how did you find the advice in No Plot, No Problem for the final week? So if I had to summarize the advice for this chapter, I think it essentially comes down to you got this or you don't, go put some champagne in the fridge. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very glad that you put that champagne in the I fridge did. because drinking it at midnight was great. It was. And I was glad to follow that bit of advice, uh, but also I was at the point of getting pretty sick with the rest of Chris Beatty's advice. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I think this was definitely the week where you said, fuck it. 
Yeah, I did. Uh, and I think I actually have a voice clip from the moment I had this realization. Oh, excellent. Roll the tape. It is the 23rd of November, which means there is a week left in NaNoWriMo. I've just hit 20,000 words. Um, but also those were the most painful 20,000 words I have ever written. Uh, and so I've just decided that the advice in No Plot, No Problem can fuck right off and I will be doing this my way. So what advice did you stop following? What did you, what did doing it your way actually entail for you? So I think like a general theme of the advice in this book is just write and it will come to you. And I was finding that a bit challenging. Like at times it was actively painful Mm. uh, for me to follow. So I think this is, this is kind of a book written by a pantser for pantsers. Yeah. We've already discussed that I'd brought back some plotting and outlining into the process. But for the final week, I actually stopped trying to write as fast as possible and instead started to write more like the way I usually do, which is a little bit more deliberative. Yeah. Um, so I could sit back and think about what I was trying to do or what I could was doing next in the middle of a scene. Uh, and ironically... Even though it was slower in a strict sense, like if you were recording each writing session, Mm. I got fewer words down. Overall, I was actually way more productive. Oh, that's good. So I do know that in the book they talk about how it's usually easier after you hit the 35,000 word mark because you're kind of running downhill from there. Did you find that to be true? Because I I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I think at that point I definitely had a feel for my two main characters and – the world I was trying to explore and the mm. conflict I was trying to build. Uh, so it flowed a lot more easily and yeah. I found writing much more engaging. But also most of that word count after the 35K happened on the last day. Yeah. Uh, so that might have just been the uh, imminent deadline. Yeah, yeah. Um, it also might have flowed a bit better because I had the good fortune to be able to arrange having no social responsibilities towards the end of that last week so that was good yeah definitely we're kind of lucky here in Australia that aside from uh Remembrance Day which isn't even a public holiday we don't really have any big sort of national events on in November whereas a bunch of my friends who live in the USA had to contend with Thanksgiving which I understand is a bit of a logistical and time-consuming nightmare even when you're not trying to write a novel in an ultra-compressed time frame. Yeah. So I've been reading this book week by week. I haven't been reading ahead. Uh, And the advice here actually would have been really useful for what I discussed last time, which Mm -hmm. was my my trip to see my family. Yeah. Uh, I think I would have been a lot more productive if I'd known to tell them in advance that I was trying to get some writing done and I might be a little bit more antisocial mm. or if I'd even booked like a hotel room instead of staying in a spare room because then I would have had more space and time to write. Yeah, this chapter actually also touches, there is a piece of advice in here that I'm going to really hone in on because I think it's super important and I do evangelize it about it a little bit. Uh, so any young writers out there or older writers, uh, although you may have found this the hard way already, Please take good care of your hands. Um, 
carpal tunnel and repetitive strain injuries, RSI, they really freaking hurt. They're no joke. And they're really easy to prevent through very basic stuff like paying the slightest bit of attention to your ergonomic setup or taking some breaks now and then or doing some hand and wrist stretches. You can find tons of resources online for all of those. It takes about 10 minutes to fix your ergonomics and to roll out your wrists and stuff. You can Google it. Many, many people have said things that are much smarter than me about this in totally unrelated news. (laughs) I am being very, very gentle with my hands and wrists this week. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Unrelated. You definitely haven't had recent experience. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I would never. I obviously always do my stretches and always take breaks and never, ever like right in bed on my laptop perched on my knees in a weird little prawn shell position. (laughs) That's never happened once, not even one time. Not not once in the entire month. Uh, One bit of advice from the book that I did find useful, even if I did tell the rest to fuck off, Mm. uh, was how he structured the 6,000 word day in one of the earlier chapters. Yeah. Suddenfall's trying to get a lot of writing done, but also doing a lot of breaks. And I really just sort of supercharged that for the last day. So lots of writing, lots of breaks. And I remember when we were finishing off the last few hours together. Yes, November uh, 30th. (laughs) And uh, you tried to join me on the floor for stretches during one of these breaks, Mm -hmm. uh, only to have my dog lick your face. Yeah, poor, poor baby Zora has been so neglected by NaNoWriMo and she really doesn't appreciate like yoga or writing or anything else for that matter. She thinks that anytime a human is on the floor and is not immediately playing with her is a specific and personal attack and she retaliated through face licking yeah i think you might have also been getting some flack uh from my treatment of her this past week because i spent a lot of this week with like a dog in a puddle on the floor looking up at me very mournfully as i wrote uh through the night oh dear Uh, and she got no cuddles Poor baby. No cuddles. That's negligence on your part. Oh, we'll have to fix that next time. Yeah. So this is hard for our pets. It's also very hard for our brains. It is. So there are a few recommendations in this chapter for keeping the creative juices flowing. Uh, One of them was looking through past notes for ideas. I do this all the time and I really recommend it. And this is also, we mentioned this, I think, last week, uh, I'm a huge advocate of not throwing out your writing, especially if it's in a digital file and not taking up space in your house, because often, even if it didn't turn out the way you wanted it, there'll be a nugget of a good idea in there that you'll want to revisit. And if you don't have it, you might have lost it forever. Plus, I do a lot of my best thinking while I'm actively writing, like something about being in the process of writing just makes my brain start making connections and throwing things out there. So whether that's, you know, ideas for a whole other book or whether that's ideas for things that will happen earlier in the story, I'll go back and add them in or later in the story. I just jot them down in the manuscript, usually with like a double asterisk on either side. So they're easy to find later and to make them distinct from my square bracketed notes. Uh, And also as a handy trick for NaNoWriMo, doing that adds to your word count. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I was still going full steam at this point. I didn't need to like look through things for extra inspiration but I was definitely taking notes throughout of things that I'd have to add in if I wanted this to eventually be a fully fleshed out manuscript absolutely and I think the other recommendation in this chapter was to do some writing longhand by which we mean using an actual pen on actual paper instead of typing uh and I think we might have accidentally covered this in one of our previous episodes when we talked about morning pages and whatnot 
Yeah, it's a really valuable practice, particularly for getting getting the creative juices flowing yeah. and unclogging the pipes. Absolutely. It's like a, a writing with your hands, with a pen rather, uh, like uses a totally different set of like brain circuits than writing by typing on a keyboard. Uh, like it's different parts of your brain get activated. And I actually think that's really useful to like just switch into a different mode and unlock some stuff, you know, mm. it's good for you. Yeah. But at the same time, for this week, Beatty is very explicit that uh, this advice is for those who have already achieved or who are leisurely approaching mm-hmm. their week four word count, yep. uh, which I was not. Me so <laughs> once again, I did not do the homework. No judgment. I also didn't do this particular piece of homework. I was too busy. Um, did you end up calling in any favors to get extra writing time? Not as such. Mm. So... Actually, some of the advice, like way back in the nano prep uh, section of the book, was to take the final day or two in November off from work. I wish I'd taken that advice. <laughs> so I, I took the final day. I booked a uh, leave in well in advance. And so that kind of means that my colleagues did me the favor of, of doing my share of the work for a couple of days. Yeah. They just didn't know it was for NaNoWriMo. Um, what about yeah. you? Uh, not so much favours. Um, my gentleman caller did surprise me by arriving back in Australia much earlier than he'd originally scheduled, and uh, I completely blew him off. <laughs> I, uh, I completely abandoned this poor man to uh, power through the last couple thousand words at your place on November 30th. Now, in my defence, this was easily avoidable if he had told me he was going to do that, and also... He knew I was doing NaNoWriMo. He's a writer too. He knows how to do this to me. (laughs) (laughs) So with the help or sometimes hindrance of our loved ones, we have now done the thing. We've done the thing. Yes. However, (sighs) I I see you sighing in relief, but this is not the final chapter of the book. I know. There is a whole bit in here on uh, what to do after NaNoWriMo. It's a miracle to me that there is a whole chapter there and it's not just the word, take a fucking nap, babes. Uh, You know, it's it's amazing that there's content in there that's not just like recommendations for best sleeping posture for maximum (laughs) recovery after writing 50,000 goddamn words in 30 goddamn days. Yeah, I, I do think I need to collapse into bed for at least three days straight before I even think of looking at my draft again. Oh, hard same. But we have that to look forward to. Yes. Um, before we pass out, if we ignore that recording and editing took up valuable potential writing time, I mean, not for me because my time management is shit. And if I hadn't used this time for podcasting, I probably would have used it to dick around on the internet. Uh, but how did you feel about making this podcast? Like, obviously, don't start a podcast during NaNoWriMo. Yeah. Or don't, even one don't day before NaNoWriMo. That. that was bad timing. That was, was suboptimal. No, I, I would not. Particularly not if you're for your first NaNoWriMo, don't no. also start a podcast. Yeah, we, 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 if we'd been thinking it through, we would have arranged our schedule a little bit differently. Mm. However, how was the experience of making the podcast aside from that? Uh, so I found it really valuable. Trying, trying new bits of advice in the book, even the ones that didn't ultimately work with my creative process, mm. I think were, was a good experience. I think actually just finishing NaNoWriMo is a good experience. Absolutely. And even though sort of podcasting time did take up writing time, like I think I would have had more words by the end of November if we hadn't had a podcast. Yep. 
But also kind of ironically, I don't think I would have had wor- more words by the end of November because I don't think I actually would have finished. Oh, So the podcast was really good for accountability. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I'm glad to hear you got some benefit out of it. Um, I also, I just really enjoyed this. Like, uh, it was very much a transparent excuse to have an emotional support buddy for NaNoWriMo. That is not the most flattering way to describe my motivations, but okay. I was talking about me, babes. That's you. <laughs> if you saw yourself reflected in that, that's your business, uh, <laughs> not mine. But uh, anyway, I, I really liked dissecting the book and I really liked learning new skills, like not just in like from the book, which I think because I've read it before, wasn't really a revelation to me, uh, but in terms of like, how to upload podcasts, what services exist, how to you know record audio stuff, editing stuff, uh, making uh, cover art for this thing. And I, I would like to make more of these, but maybe we should talk about that in next week's episode once we've caught up on sleep. Yes. I think that leaves us with one final episode to wrap up our, are we calling this like our pilot? I mean, I guess it's our first season, season one, maybe? Yes, maybe. Maybe? I don't know. Uh, but then we can take like a nice long break from writing and podcasting until like at least the new year. Yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. I tell you what, let's both go sleep for 48 hours straight and see how we feel after that before we make any long-term decisions. Sounds like a plan. Going Pros is hosted by A.D. Ellicott and CZ Tax. Our intro and outro music was by Nathan J. Phillips. For more information on the podcast, including where to find us on social media, visit cztax.com podcast or check the episode notes. This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Ngunnawal people. 